0: underlying values stay the same regardless of changing perceptions the more responsibility we take in our lives the more power we have in the choices we make and how they affect us welcome to start off unknown finish unforgettable the challenges of a second lifetime Another time Hello, and welcome to yet another episode of Start of Unknown, Finish Unforgettable. And it's so good to have this conversation with you, let alone have a platform to start this conversation with you. Today's episode is called Too Good to Be True. Very broad, but I'll talk about a couple of different aspects of how that has been entrenched in POC culture, norms, struggles and breaking that cycle. Essentially too good to be true. Um, I'll start it off by just giving a general overview of what this might encompass. Essentially too good to be true is somebody telling you that man i'm really proud of what you've been able to achieve you've worked really hard you need to celebrate but don't celebrate for too long because we all know that good times do not last they do not go on for months so as soon as you're done celebrating you need to dumb it down and go back to your regular routine And not rejoice in what you've been able to achieve, maybe it's just me or my experiences, or maybe it's just the experiences of people of color because that's that's the only group I can I can speak for at this point in time, but more often than not, we are told that good times do not necessarily go on for prolonged periods of time. We are not necessarily conditioned, let alone taught how, if we position ourselves correctly, if we're consistent in that regard and reciprocating the positive energy that we're getting from the universe, let alone from the work that we've been putting in, let alone from the grind the consistency. We're never told that, hey, if you keep on doing this, you can consistently be happy within that given niche. More often than not, we're told that it will not last very long. I wonder why. But more often than not, it's all about how you position yourself. And it's something that has become very apparent to me in the sense that I was somebody who found it very difficult to celebrate the good things that would happen. Not necessarily celebrate, but I found it very difficult to hold space for that good feeling. I found it unnecessary to give myself a pat on the back because I felt like I was deserving of what was happening, whether it was a good thing or a bad thing. You know, we often speak about karma, but eh, that's also subjective in a sense. And one thing that I've had the opportunity to process and speak through is how in some cultures or some environments, people often project their fears onto you. And that's why things often come across as too good to be true. For instance, funny story, me actually ending up to uh, me actually ending up studying in America actually started off as a joke in the 10th grade with my friend Bumi, uh, Jerry, Q, it actually started off as a joke in our, what was it? IT class. Thought we had careers in IT. <laughs> Clearly not. is in London jerry's in belgium i'm here q is breaking ground in johannesburg and many other places and just from that seed being planted in the 11th grade that's when i started like looking up what kind of sat scores would i need in order to position myself in order to make this happen not that i was still hopeful but i was Operating from a sense of like, hey, if it's a possibility, then why not? And it's not something that I had told my friends about, let alone told my parents about. It was just something that was in the back of my mind. And knowing that I'm more than capable, whether it's academically, whether it's from a sporting perspective, I knew that I could do it. But obviously it was a matter of like, man, if you can do it, then anybody can do it. And I think that also stemmed from a place of not feeling like I was deserving of pursuing something that seemed well beyond me at that particular point in time. I think the biggest struggle at that point in time was seeing myself where I was raised, the family that I had, and the spot that I found myself in And it was difficult to place myself in a foreign country, starting my undergrad, starting from over, and not having a support system in place. Felt like a far-fetched dream, something that was probably impossible for my 16, 17-year-old mind to comprehend. But the universe had other plans obviously that's when in my final year of high school my matricia or the 12th grade um, I met a friend Shannon has become an incredible resource family friend I consider him my brother and he came to South Africa for this um, sports initiative called athletes in action Um, they took different captains of different sports from American universities came to South Africa for like A month or two, um, he had the opportunity to train with. My coach at the time, Ms. Kingwell, she was the jumps and sprints coach. And he just approached her and he was like, hey, would you mind if I trained with you guys during my stay here in South Africa? This is why I'm here. I'm here to learn, I'm here to grow as an athlete, as a person within my spirituality. Obviously, given that point in time, I was somebody who was somewhat closed off, but then if she gave me the opportunity, then I needed to open myself up to that experience. Became very close friends with them over those couple months. Um, And me being able to keep that door open, whether it was us communicating through email or through Facebook, that led to me having the opportunity to come and study where I am right now. Besides that, I had applied to University of Florida, Florida State, um, Oregon State, and I think one other place, but I chose this random-ass school in Houston, Washington to start my journey off. And it was probably one of the best decisions that I ever made. In hindsight, looking back now, considering where I am now, it's probably one of the best decisions and that wouldn't have happened without my family's support. So, something that seemed too good to be true actually made a lot of sense eventually. And you know what? Sometimes it's about embracing that thing that feels too good to be true and just going for it.
1: Far back. I don't mean to mislead her But if she believed every word that I said I'd take it all back she played follow the leader But that doesn't mean that I ain't gotta leave her I wonder She say she could give me what I need I should make her more than company I swear she got that fire but does it compare to Callie? No. She's so happy when she's next to me. Thought she had me, baby, really thought she had me. Now she's feeling for the rest of me. But that isn't in the recipe. Time we spent playing
2: house with no rent, the more you hate it, you real one. Speak of devotion.
1: Told him to leave and came looking for me. I wonder, did I stutter when I told her ass? None of this was ever meant to last. When I'm in it, it's that fire. But does it convey to Kelly? No. She's so happy when she next to me. She had me, baby, really thought she had me, now she's feeding for the rest of me, but that isn't in the recipe.
0: to the second part of Too Good To Be True. One thing that I've always been consistently grateful for is finding myself in a position where I am around a support structure that has always supported my dreams. Whether it's coming in the form of a friend or my family, more specifically. More than anything, my family has been A pillar that has consistently helped me push myself beyond what I thought I was capable of, let alone not hanging on to anything that may have been sort of like detrimental to my growth at that, at a particular point in time. And I don't know if this notion of something that seems too good to be true is something that's cross-cultural but more than anything it's something that is deeply embedded in south african culture for instance i know i'm painting with a broad brush but i think more than one person can attest to the fact that we have often not often we have found ourselves in positions where somebody has told us that something is beyond us even though they have no experience in making any thing that is connected to, to that pursuit that you may have in your heart and mind. It's just simply projecting, projecting from fear, projecting from rejection. And what's important is what you do with that kind of information, let alone, how that person projects those insecurities or lack of information onto your life. What do you do with it? Do you dig deep? Do you plan? Do you wait it out? What purpose does it serve in your life? These are questions that you should be asking yourself when you find yourselves in positions where somebody's telling you that this is not meant for you. How do they know? What do they know? Are they connected to some (laughs) source of information that you're completely unaware of? Or are they just merely conforming to the norms or the rules that have bound them to the life that they continue to live right now my sister operates from a point of competitiveness and it's something that I found weird at first in the sense that like if she sees somebody not necessarily doing better than her but somebody taking steps towards pursuing their goals and dreams that inspires her to want more for herself and that intrinsic value that she has in herself is something that she luckily passed on to me in the sense that I was 17, 18 trying to figure out how the hell am I going to end up <laughs> studying in America and now I've done that, had the opportunity to study in Europe, did that, see different parts of the world, still doing that. And that was merely because I never thought something was beyond me or something was too good to be true. I have not found myself in a space where somebody's projecting their fears. I don't know if it's a matter of My parents operating from a place of prayer and hope or just their undoubting belief in my capabilities and the opportunities that I have available to myself compared to their upbringing and how that has changed my trajectory in life. I want to close off this episode by telling you guys how my name was thought of. It came from my dad's mom, my grandmother, and she had a dream. She had a dream that either one of her kids or her grandkids would end up studying abroad, pursuing a career in pre-law or law, and being successful in that regard. And that's how she came up with my name. This was only told to me when I started my freshman year of college. Am I living out a prophecy? Question mark? Who knows? She passed on the first birthday that I Celebrated my freshman year. So like a month after I was done. No, a month after moving to Woodworth University, she passed on. And instead of seeing that as an incredible loss. And knowing what I know now. When it comes to how she thought of my name and how that came about. I think she... She felt like she had completed her purpose. And then I was just starting mine. So, yeah. That's a little bit about me, but... Don't ever think that something is too good to be true. Give it to yourself. Even if it means spending the last couple months pouring into yourself. Strategize how you want to get that new apartment, that new car, that new job, the necessary therapy sessions, or even if you want to pick up weight, drop weight, leave the useless shit, honestly. Spend the remainder of the year in self-enrichment. Nothing's ever too good to be true in my books. You just haven't positioned yourself, that's all.
3: Watch the new instructions on what makes us feel